You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport. I'm just going to quieten my voice for a moment because the lady is trying to advise us that the grounds are closing in approximately 15 minutes and that is because we're recording this podcast very late into the night, our David and myself, because we've been on Centre Court on day five of Wimbledon 2017 watching Andy Murray and Fabio Fanini battle it out for four sets. It felt like about ten sets. How Andy Murray won through that, I've no idea. How it, how it didn't go to five, yeah, well, I've no idea. That's the bigger point. I, I, I think we were talking, you and I, midway through the fourth set when, frankly, Fabio Fanini was toying with Andy Murray. He was playing so well. And I said to you, I just said, what, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? Who, who, who wins this? And you said, I still think Andy Murray will win in five. That's how much of an inevitability a fifth set, frankly, yeah, seemed. Fanini served for it. The three yeah. sort of teenage blokes in front of us we're, I should point out we were it never happens it's going to sound like you know oh you know we're on a jolly and, and there are centre court tickets available to us whenever we want them there aren't I, I can't I, I can't remember the last time I sat on centre court and, Catherine, and watched any this was tennis the, as a fan this is the 16th Wimbledon that I have attended for BBC Radio 5 Live I have never sat in centre court seats, other than the commentary box before. Now, I should say, commentary box <laughs> for Five seats, Live yeah. is an amazing place to watch tennis matches. I mean, we, you know, it is an absolute privilege. I can't believe my luck. I will never believe my luck. But it is still completely different to step outside of those and sit in row H, as we were. And, and there not be a piece of glass between you and, yeah. and the court and the players. And, and it, yeah, it really was something incredibly special. I was only there for the second part of set number four, but I feel, still feel like I got the full experience. There were three teenage blokes in front of us that were cheering for their life for Fabio Fanini. I mean, to the extent that they were cheering Andy Murray double faults. And I was... I was, I was getting annoyed with them. I really was getting annoyed with them. Why is that? They were cheering his double fault. I mean, that's yeah, just not, not great, on, is it? is it? No, you shouldn't do it that. It was almost anybody. like they, it was almost like they were being willfully contrary, which yes. I suppose is a is a quality that Andy Murray would would sympathise with and respect. I would never do that. <laughs> never, never. Uh, but it was a wonderful experience. Fabio Fanini's forehand is something to behold. He's, he's so casual about it. He doesn't seem to need to move his feet. It just all comes from the wrist. I don't really know what happens technically because it all happens so quickly. The nice. motion, the racket head speed is so quick. It's incredible. And you turned to me after the, the match and you said it's sheer will 
that got Andy Murray over the line there. It was nothing to do with forehands and backhands because Fabio Fanini's forehands and backhands, certainly his forehands, were better. Yeah, and Andy Murray, I thought, it's quite interesting. You know, you get different reads on a tennis match depending on how you watch them in what conditions, whether you are listening to a commentator at the time, whether you are doing the commentary, I feel at least. And I I came out uh, of of the match and went into our sort of studio area and I was hearing just our our Five Live team wrapping up the match. I hadn't heard their commentary, but I heard one or two of them say Andy Murray will need to play a good bit better than that if he's going to make significant progress at this tournament. My feel from just being courtside without commentary was that Andy Murray played well tonight. But... In the spurts that Fabio Fanini was on, he was pretty much unplayable. And yeah, Andy Murray had no, no say in it. When Fabio Fanini's on, there's really only one person on the court, isn't there? The other person is, is just fades into Feeding an irrelevance. In However, I do have to say that Simon Briggs has joined our cabal in the press centre here. Uh, just that time as well. Centre court. He's decided to make a cameo appearance. Crikey. And he's making faces to suggest that on his first appearance of the tennis podcast this Wimbledon, he might be about to disagree with us. Yeah, because uh, the stats said that as they went into the, into the late stages of the fourth set, Murray had hit two winners from the baseline. So, How do you hit winners against Fabio Fanini playing like that, though? He's fast, but, you know, the problem was for me that Murray was in that rhythmic, um, you know, you can't get past me mode rather than in I'm going to bully you mode. Yeah, so, he, so he enabled... You can't bully Fabio Fanini, It won him the match. It did win in the match, but it won in the match in a, in, a, in a pretty horrendously roundabout manner. Honestly, I personally, this is just my opinion, I don't think if Andy Murray decided to go toe-to-toe with Fabio Fanini and try and hit him off the court he with can't. winners, I, don't, I think he would lose. Don't you yeah. think that the, the, he, he could maybe hit more than two baseline winners by the end of the fourth set? I've got my issues with the stats, though, because I was on a match yesterday. What was the match? It was on court number two. It involved Christina McHale and... Was it Agnieszka Radvanska? Christina McHale and Agnieszka Radvanska. And I, I had my question marks over the stats. And so I started compiling my own. And I was being quite... <laughs> I was being over generous on the unforced error front and they still had a far lower total than me. I was doing this because the quality of the match was so low. I was sure there had to be even more unforced errors. And that's Catherine saying saying. this with her tennis. So a a minor footnote, I've got my issues with the stats. So I've wandered in and had had my uh, irrefutable evidence taken out of my hand. How how about though, regardless of level of play, the the Andy Murray will, because that is what won in the match today, wasn't it? it? It is something to behold. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely mind over matter at the moment. I mean, I still think that, we, you know, on Telegraph, we ran a, a column with Greg Wazetsky after the first match saying, you know, look, he's hitting the ball fine, but he just still isn't fresh. And, and he's not moving as he need, would need to to be the guy who's going to win the title. Yeah. Can I just say, Simon, I mean, you've joined and, and not heard our story about how we incredibly for the first time in my 16 years got to sit out in the open rather than in the commentary box or on the t- watching on the tv we were we were given uh, a couple of tickets uh, j- for a set to watch and it happened to be that full set and and our feeling was that Andy Murray was playing quite well your you were amongst obviously the, the rest of the media what what is the general feeling is, is do you sense that it is similar to what you have just reported that maybe it wasn't what wasn't what Andy Murray should be looking like at this stage if he's going to make considerable progress yeah I mean certainly like in the second set when he he, Fellini was on the point of of going into a complete spiral then and Andy had his serve broken 
uh, once, you know, and then that was the first time in the tournament it had happened. He held and then was broken a second time for two breaks and three attempts. And, and he wasn't making first serves. I think his first serve percentage in the first, second set. I'll give you another stat here, Catherine, which you're probably going to take out of my hands. <laughs> it was 43%. Um, I believe that. So I believe he, it. He invited the, the Renaissance. <laughs> well, that's a good term for Fanini, isn't it? Um, I think you're thinking of using chiaroscuro somewhere. As, as, uh, that, that's that's uh, Italian for light and dark, isn't it? In sort of alternate patches. I believe you, Simon. I love I having Simon you. on. I learned <laughs> yeah. so much stuff. Great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's already making this podcast more highbrow than it otherwise <laughs> would have been. Physically, though, Simon, I thought he looked movement-wise okay. I, I didn't see the whole thing. Maybe it improved as the match went on, but I didn't think there was an issue with the movement of Murray today. Do you disagree? Well, uh, he said that he didn't move as well as first two matches. Um, I just didn't think that he was on the ball as early as he would have wanted and that might have been one reason why he wasn't getting the, the purchase on it that, it that he needed Are we going to go back on hip watch left hip status watch absolutely I think it's, you know, it's still a factor for sure he plays Benoit Pair next on Monday he's got two full days the draw being in the top half of the draw will help him here because he has full Saturday and Sunday to recover practice whatever he wants to do what a and motley then he crew faces... that he's faced so far in this tournament <laughs> Alexander Bublik Dustin Brown Fabio Fanini, Benoit Pair. Cracky. It's all the blowing hot and cold people of uh, the ATP World Tour, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, and Benoit Perez is just another. I actually watched most of his match against Jerzy Janowicz today. And a student, Matt, our very own student, Matt, happened to be in the crowd. And we were waving at one another, me in the commentary booth, him from the stands. In his official tennis podcast t-shirt. set and a half through the match and Pear had won the first set six games to two and it was on serve in the second and I asked student Matt for just a little appraisal of how it how it went and Matt said well Ben Marpez decided he cares today and he's just playing really well <laughs> will yes. he care on Monday I was just thinking that if you put him and Ernest Gilbert in a, in a lineup you have a hard time working out you know who'd been on the desert island for longer <laughs> um, I mean, it certainly is a rogues gallery that... Uh... His beard is a lot more groomed, Benoit Pérez, than Ernest Gourbis. Benoit Pérez is spending significant time in front of the mirror each morning on <laughs> that beard, I guarantee you. Well, the, uh, the, it's definitely been interesting to, to write about Andy's uh, progress so far, and he pretty guaranteed that uh, Monday's match is not going to be dull. No. No, it's not going to be dull, certainly. I mean, I, th- I think Murray will be OK. I don't think Benoit Pérez is as good as his best as I don't think, Fabio no, Fanini. I would agree with you. I think Fanini, at times today, he was a top five player for little flashes of, of, of sets. I mean, I, 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 I was Every just time he hit his forehand, he was. Open-mouthed watching what he was able to do with the, just with the, the racket head speed and the contact with the, you know, mm. standing stock still and just saying, just get away from me, Andy Murray. It's like a fly swatter. Have you, Simon, had any time today to focus on anything besides Andy Murray? Or have you been on pure Andy Murray watch? No, I mean, I watched the, most of the first two um, British players on, on deck. Um, I didn't watch the uh, Bedenio match. No, by all accounts. I mean, it was, it, it was OK. He was a break-up in the second and then got broken back. It ended up being straight sets to Gilles Muller. I, Went you know, pretty much as we expected. Yeah, also, exactly. Really. What well, did but, you but, think but, of I watched, Watson? Uh, Watson. Um, yeah, I thought she played pretty well and was beaten by you know a player with a bit more firepower. Didn't think she did too much wrong. Do you think Azarenka is playing herself into some form in this tournament and could be a contender? 
Definitely. I think, I mean, anyone in the draw is a contender now. I mean, Rubarakova could win it, couldn't she? I mean, it, it, it's that silly. Now that you've arrived, Simon, perhaps you can settle an argument for us because David and I, I accused David of being combative last night. And, uh, Bit rich. Alistair, yeah, Alistair Regan, our, our Five Live com- colleague, walked into the green room without me being there and said, I can't believe she accused you of being combative last night. And I should point out, I'm very aware that my sort of default position is to be combative. The reason I pointed it out is because David Law's yeah. default position is just to be sort of generally delightful and crowd-pleasing and just far too nice to me. But he decided to take me on last night so and I'm ready for round so I'm, two I'm well aware listeners that I am pretty combative but so, perhaps you can settle an argument what seconds do you, out what do you make two. Simon of the various claims that Joe Conter is a clear favourite for this title yeah I wouldn't say she's a clear favourite but uh, she's got as much chance as anyone in that draw and uh, you know she was predatory today that was great because uh, great word to be in that position against somebody who's a total outsider could have made her anxious and she just seemed to be really relishing the fact that she was just completely punching the lights out of poor Sakari, wasn't she? I mean, and she seemed to be reveling in it. That was pretty good. I mean, I like that. It was a very efficient performance, wasn't it? That was one of the words that I heard used in commentary today and... Unfortunately, I can't quite remember. I've heard so much commentary today. I can't quite remember who said it. So sorry for not giving you credit if you're listening. I wish it was me, but it but wasn't. But it wasn't David Law, I'm afraid. Uh, somebody said that they... It might have even been Conchita Martinez, who uh, Five Live had in the booth for some of Joe Conter's match with Gigi Salmon today, that she really likes that she just doesn't try to do anything too flowery. She doesn't try and be cute. She doesn't try and... She doesn't get bored of winning the points no, the way she's winning she's them. happy. She just carries on doing that. Yeah, she doesn't sort of go... Oh, this this isn't very fun. I'm going to go for a, a tweener or a drop shot, or you know, drop shots, drop shots occasionally. I mean, she has tried to use that forehand drop shot more. But they're quite calculated, aren't they? They are. I mean, I'd say that her success rate on it. Well, I mean, Heather was uh, actually she was in in the um, dunces corner on the drop shot today, wasn't she? Yeah, they were not working. They were for dreadful. Her. She um, got a revenge in the mixed doubles, though. She and Henry Continent beat of, yeah. Azarenka and. Zimanich, no. It did, did happen, but I don't know whether you can really call that revenge. Well, she managed to smile about it yeah, anyway. she did, she did. It was, it was all there was left but at that the, stage. The, the one assessment I would have on Conta is she played today like she's played for the last two years most of the time, i.e. ruthlessly efficient, um, clinical, just no, no chinks. And no a f- chance. friend of mine walked through the gates with her this morning. They, had to, they happened to arrive at the, the same time and happened to comment to me just how relaxed she was and how she was joking and, and making conversation with all the security guards and the stewards and everything. And, you know, this is the first day she's experienced of walking into Wimbledon with newspaper headlines saying she's a favourite whether it's a clear one or not, a favourite for the title here. And it seems like on the basis of those reports and of how she played today, she's dealing with that well. Yeah, I think uh, it was a, an opponent who wasn't going to trouble her, but there was something about the, the whole manner of, of her carriage that just seemed to tell me that she was really bossing the stage and loving every minute of it. And that's what I don't always maybe see in her. And I really thought that was impressive and, and encouraging. Isn't right. it Simona Halep next for her? 
Is that who she's got next? I can't remember who she's playing next. No, that's Victoria Azarenka who's yeah, playing no, Simona Halep. No, it's not Halep Simona next, Halep. I do know who it is. So, keep Johanna talking, Conta, keep talking, we will keep find talking. Out in a I should just say, no, hold on a minute, Catherine. I, I think we do slightly need to hold our hands up and say that we don't understand how betting works because a few <laughs> people have come back to us and said, no, you've misunderstood the words clear favourite. All that means is that she's no longer the joint favourite with somebody. She's marginally ahead of somebody else, maybe in the betting. Uh, the truth is, Rafael Nadal, six to five on. Does uh, that mean our whole argument is, is completely pointless? I mean, can I point out that, that Petra Kvitova was a better betting favourite at one stage before the tournament, which was equally ludicrous. Yes. Given the, She's you know, also David Law's favourite. As was Karolina Pliskova yours. But anyway, enough of that. Uh, I know. Azarenka plays Halep uh, Garcia. It's Caroline Garcia for oh, Jeff yeah. Conta. I think she's going to be all right, isn't she? Garcia mm, beat her earlier Garcia this year. Garcia beat her in Indian Wells. But, I mean, it, Garcia would have more variety and I would have thought uh, Conta would have more power through the court. As long as she returns serve well. That was the... Um, not was fine today because Sakari has no serve um, against Vekic you know the, the return of serve was poor she got 59% of the serves back and that is just way too low so that's the one concern if she, if she can uh, clean that up against Garcia who doesn't serve all that quick but has a, um, a, a good kick serve unusually for the women um, that is going to be uh, that's going to be the key if she can get that balls back in court she should win Seeing as you've made one appearance in six podcasts so far, Simon, and, and we don't know when you, we're going to get you back on again, and you've been very punchy on the subject, I'm just mm. going to put you right on the spot and say, is Joe Conta going to win it? Um, I don't think... I think, I think uh, fancying Azarenka, maybe, at the moment. Really? Really? I'd say that's a bolder prediction Me too. than Conta. Well, just because she's done it before. I mean, if you look at the field... Not here. Not here, but she's done it before in a major. I mean, it's well, There's the- only Venus left in the draw that's done it before here. She could win it. You, comment, you commentated Venus today. What did you make She was of it? excellent today. Venus it, could it, win it. It felt like the fog cleared today. You know, uh, I mean, obviously, she, we know what she's been dealing with, and, and it, she was dialed in today. Very good. Just to mop up a few other results, Nadal got through in straight sets against Hatchinov. Could have gone to four. Went to, I think Hatchinov had set points in that third set. And yeah, I never felt he would. I no, really didn't. I, I still did I. feel like, I mean, Hatchinov had to play Hatchinov, to be. Hatchinov. I said that. Hatchinov. <laughs> I thought I heard a rogue. I thought I heard a rogue. You okay. No, you didn't. Um, I anyway, <laughs> Nadal. I retract my combativeness. I still feel that Nadal was absolutely top draw today, and and I think he's been the best player in the draw so far. Yeah, Goran's Simon Briggs has got to go and write stuff, haven't you? Andy's going to come in at uh, quarter two, which is right about now. But they did announce it. On, can you hear it out here? Oh yes, we can. Yeah, yeah, you can hear it on the podcast. I think uh, Rafa's been the best player so far, but. I was just thinking that in Australia, Roger didn't really hit his stride till the third round. So I'm still oh, yeah, giving, he's quite good, isn't he? I'm still giving latent um, improvement ability to Roger. He plays stage. Misha Zverev tomorrow. How's he going to do? Well, he, Misha Zverev can't hurt him unless something really weird happens out there. I mean, Misha Zverev has not got anything to bother him at all. Can Gulbis hurt Djokovic? Gulbis, who um, gave a really good yet. interview to the ATP World Tour website earlier, that um, interview, I think it's in video form, will be up on their website tonight, so I've been given licence to quote a few things. He's saying this is the most motivated he's ever been in his career. I, uh, I didn't ask him. I, he, he was asked about 
um, the technical changes to his forehand and his coach actually it was his coach that said that the reason he wanted to change his forehand is because he was fed up with being laughed at by the other players well, for his the, forehand the, 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 the it, was, it was a subject of mockery and he just, it wasn't one big change. He said he's made a few minor technical changes that have led to it being basically completely remodelled because he was fed up with it being a subject of ridicule. And, and so it should have been, I mean, quite frankly. <laughs> but I, I saw Ernest Scorbis uh, in his previous round. I, I, I was on that match against Tal Potro. He was fantastic. And, and that fits with what I saw, the description that that is the most motivated he's ever been. Usually he sort of just swans around the court looking as though he, he's not quite sure whether he can be doing with all of this tennis lark, but he was really up for it in that match. I, I was highly impressed. If he can play like that against Djokovic, he can push him. He can push him for sure. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that's the match to watch tomorrow. Radvanska, Bashinska, I think Radvanska will come through. Any upsets you see on the cards there? I'm holding up the order of play to Simon. We try and do an upset alert, don't we? Dominic Team's locked out with the draw a bit. All due respect to Jared Donaldson. Sorry. But that's Jared, a good third rounder. Jared Donaldson is a really, really spectacular player and a, and a real talent. I, I think he's he, he won't... He won't beat Dominic Team, but what I was going to say is <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> no, look, I mean, no, good point. Well it's, made. <laughs> it's not a bad draw, but he, he, my goodness, that guy can hit the ball hard. He can. He Dominic can. Team, though, I think we need to give him a bit of credit for for having got to this point because I I think two rounds in a row we've thought maybe he could get beaten and he hasn't. Yeah, absolutely, and and I think he's surprised himself. I think he came in here with zero expectations. This is a guy that lost second round to the world number two hundred and sixty something in Anatolia. And Yarek uh, Donaldson, by the way, coached by Jan Michael Gamble, former quarter finalist here at Wimbledon, and Donaldson, very very nice fella. We've met him a few times at Queens. Really he nice is place. a nice fella. What do you think about uh, Kerber Castea uh, Muguruza? I think that's okay. Who's Kerber got? She's always Rogers. on her upset alert. Shelby Rogers, yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's a sort of a, a mainstay of upset yeah. alert. But there are no upsets. Green in that one. Really, reusable tweeters. Some people say. Well, yeah, exactly. Do you, so, do, yeah, do you, do you endorse that? That there are no upsets in the women's tournament. Nothing counts as an upset. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Contivate could beat Bosniaki tomorrow. I really like Contivate. Yeah, very good player. Possibly, I mean... But I love all this. Ostapenko can win it, can't she? I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, beat Georgie today. Great yeah. win. Seven I'm five, disappointed I didn't get to see any of that. UFC tennis. Yeah. <laughs> As I've called it. Between those Imagine two. if Ostapenko won back-to-back slams. <laughs> she's going to go <laughs> and win, win. She's going to go and hold all four. Be this so, time next so, year. so bonkers. <laughs> Imagine if you just said that. You know that she. Was, well, I'm getting. Carried what about Yelena Ostapenko and Dudi Seller for the titles? <laughs> <laughs> Dudi Seller. Who? Well, no, the point is that the, 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 the two draws are mirror images, aren't they? Because one of them, we're almost certain that the, the big four will be in the semi-finals, and the other one, we're almost certain that we've got no idea what we're certain about. Dudi Seller, who beat John Isner. I mean, that's fantastic, isn't it? I haven't I mean, seen any pictures of them at the net. I've seen the picture. Have you? Oh yeah, there's a there's a really good rather pantomime type photo that they've had at the net before the match and uh, I mean Isner is a good foot and a half taller than Dudi Seller who you know, beat him in five sets best, on grass the best potential story that? left in the draw is Sebastian Offner of Austria who was two sets love down in the final round of qualies to Jay Clark the young Brit and has now got a third round match against Alexander Zverev Offner for the title two Zverevs and they're going to be playing at the same time tomorrow <laughs> the two Zverevs Right. It really is all happening. You, you are getting carried away now, guys. I love I getting carried away. It's my favourite thing to do. You've been on the laughing gas again. Have you got any other business, Simon, before we let you go? Any other business? 
I don't know. I'm worrying that I've missed um, Andy's uh, description of how no, tough no, it was. No, you, you, you wouldn't be able to miss the stampede <laughs> of journalists that we see leaving the press room to go to the interview room. Why are you laughing, David? Just, uh, Simon just basically quoting exactly what Andy will say because that's what he always yeah. says. The, the first three words of every answer are, I don't know. And then in, in the next five words, the word tough invariably <laughs> yeah. appears. And then the next sort of two minutes which is what he normally talks for because his answers are usually good are absolutely yeah, spellbinding he has to clear yeah. his throat by saying I don't know and then throwing a tough in there and then he gets going <laughs> well you don't need to go to the press conference then just right. write out the no, transcript but, yourself well you could miss the first ten seconds because right, that's okay. the bit that's yeah, he, do, that he does. he does give you does give no, you he, stuff to write no he's great I mean you know we, we, uh, we owe Andy a lot for not only giving us some unbelievable matches like tonight's one to write about but consistently being incredibly articulate and insightful and surprising a lot of the time on the big issues so I'm, I'm not really complaining I'm just talking about his mannerisms which are you know yeah. no, which, we which are familiar agree. to us all I think yeah. yeah we absolutely agree I've got one bit of any other business while we're on the subject of Murray's Jamie Murray lost in the doubles today with Bruno Suarez yes. in five sets he was two sets to one up it's a tough draw Lindstedt and Groth in the first round but nonetheless I spoke to Jamie off the practice courts last week and he was fresh from winning Queens and I was expecting a really bubbly like Jamie feeling very bullish about his chances and he seemed stressed to me I think he puts pressure on himself here to well, do it's, well it's understandable if if he does I, I, I share that we knew something was up when we realized Judy Murray wasn't watching Andy Murray yeah. didn't we and and we we had a quick look at the live scores and then realized oh goodness fifth set and he's out and I wonder do you think Andy would have noticed that Judy wasn't there and would have been trying to make deductions in his mind about why mm, no I wouldn't because he have would have known so. what time Jamie's match had started I don't know maybe he's just so dialed in he does he's not thinking like that but that's what that's that's what my mind would do I mean they, they have one back-to-back um, grass court titles haven't they Murray and Suarez. Yeah, that's going to hurt them. Really like hurt. Andy Murray is in the main interview room immediately. Immediately, Simon. Immediately. Right. Off you go. Join the stampede. He's Thank first you. in line for the stampede. Yeah, he's not moving very quickly, is he? I tell you, <laughs> you know, he he's goes. a bit nonchalant. And now he's, he's faking a left hip he's limp. He's doing an Andy Murray limp. On the, he's actually doing it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello Tennis Podcast listeners, David here. Now you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. 
being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. One last bit of business, David, which we probably should have done while Simon was here because he's the Telegraph's tennis correspondent. But alas, off he goes to the Andy Murray press conference. Next time, um, IBM Watson, this is my big opportunity to say artificial intelligence platform, uh, which is what uh, the Telegraph are using this Wimbledon to help them analyse tennis, really. Analyse current tennis, analyse past tennis, just generally give them an extra level of statistical analysis. Today, the topic of debate is the greatest ever servers. Now, IBM Watson says the greatest ever server is... Goran Ivanovic. Discuss. Well, it's hard to argue, isn't it? I remember when he reached the final of Wimbledon in 1992, I think he, he served something like 200 aces in a single week. I mean, this guy has broken all the records at times for, for, for his serve. And, and, you know, talking to him in our commentary box, he would say, you know, the more nervous I'd get, the more I'd go for it. And that came out. He, it was a spellbinding serve in that and way. I do think, and that is something that... Um, IBM Watson has taken into account which I think is important it's when you serve the aces yeah. it's not just it's not just about the numbers same time it's not though. about uh, per se, um, aces per set or per game ratio it is when you serve them and that is crucial but he does not have the best second serve in the world true or of all it's time like Venus Pete Williams does, arguably the best first serve um, in women's tennis but one of the weaker second serves. I mean, where Naomi Osaka was standing about two metres inside the baseline today to receive the Venus Williams second serve. I mean, she wasn't she wasn't far from the baseline receiving the first serve, even though no. I mean, it was a pretty aggressive tactic. Just interestingly, one one final thing, and there are so many names we could throw into this debate. So I really think you should just tweet with the hashtag "What makes great for your." Uh, views at home listening on the greatest service of all time because I'm quite sure there are probably about 100 different names that could be thrown in there Karlovic, Isner of current players Andy Roddick I think could be in there Sampras, Becker I mean the guy had the nickname Boom Boom how how can he not be in the discussion but Marion Bartoli came fourth on the list according to IBM Watson I'm not saying she wasn't a great player and a good server but wouldn't That's, have sprung to mind. It, would, it wouldn't have sprung to my mind. No. no, I mean she's in there. She's the top female player. She's in there ahead of Serena Williams. But that's and interesting, there, there, isn't it? There are, there are stats and maths to back it up. Nerdy math would have a field day. <laughs> Nerdy math would and will have a field day with it. But yeah, throw in your 
your shouts for greatest female servers of all time as well, and current ones. I think there's sort of two separate debates we had. So hashtag what makes great. If you want to see the data and how it's broken down, you go to ibm.com forward slash Wimbledon. If you want to see what the Telegraph is doing with the data and how they're analysing it, go to the Telegraph website. And just go to the Telegraph website anyway, because Simon is toiling away. He's working so hard. He's only had time to appear on our dear little podcast once this week. So do make sure you check out what on earth he's been doing that's been keeping him away from the podcast not that we're bitter at all <laughs> anyway uh we will be back tomorrow of course with podcast number six we've done five plus a preview which means we've got nine to go it's good isn't it nine whole podcasts coming your way this has been the tennis podcast on day five of wimbledon 2017 david law thank you very much i'm pleased that we managed not to be too combative tonight. No, but we'll be having a good argument after this, I'm sure. I'm sure we will. We'll be back tomorrow. We've been brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport. Speak to you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.